hello and welcome to this edition of A Quick Pipe. Now there's been a lot of discussion on Twitter lately, spearheaded in part by my good friend academic agent, on whether Jewish people do in fact have higher average IQ than white people, or whether it is in fact a myth. So I want to address that, and by the end of this video I hope it will be clear uh, exactly what we know, uh, and also that uh, the evidence seems to indicate that they do in fact have a higher average IQ than white people. So what do we know? Well, we know rather less than we think. What people tend to bandy around is this idea that uh, Jewish people have an average IQ of 112, uh, whereas for white people it's 100. Right, th th that's wrong. Let's, that, that needs to be nuanced straight away. First of all, uh, when we talk about Jewish people, there are different groups of Jews. There are Mizrahim, there are Sephardi, there are Ashkenazi Jews. That figure 112 is only for Ashkenazi Jews. Secondly, narrower even than that, it's only for Ashkenazi Jews living in the United States. So the average IQ of Ashkenazi Jews living in Israel, for various reasons, is about 103. We're only talking about the average IQ of Ashkenazi Jews living in the United States. Now, what do we actually know? Well, first of all, then, there's a paper that has summarised uh, the studies uh, by Richard Lynn. Uh, this is in 2004, The Intelligence of American Jews. What he did was he took the American, uh, a paper from the, the American National Opinion Research Centre, which is carried out annually on a sample of 1,500 people. He took uh, a representative of the American population. From this, uh, he, using a number of different administrations of it, he came up with a sample of 150 Jews who were administered a verbal IQ test, and he argued that the verbal IQ correlates with you know, gen general IQ at about 0.75. So you have 150 Jews. Um, it is not clear necessarily that these 150 Ashkenazi Jews would be representative necessarily of Ashkenazi Jews within the United States because he's cobbled them together from different administrations. Uh, but he, then he came up with an average IQ of a, a verbal IQ of 107.5. So that's the first one. The second one is the National Longitudinal Study of Youth. Uh, this is cited in Hernstein and Murray's book The Bell Curve in 1994. Uh, this has uh, 98 Jews out of, uh, out of a large sample that is representative of Americans, it has 98 Jews. The sample of uh, Ashkenazi Jews, I'm sorry, uh, is not necessarily representative, uh, it, but nevertheless they came up with an IQ of 112. Numerous other studies, all of which one can question how representative they are, uh, have shown this kind of difference between uh, white people and Ashkenazi Jews. For example, a study in the 1960s from Glasgow uh, estimated that there was a 6.3 IQ point difference between uh, British people and Ashkenazi Jews. Uh, was this necessarily completely representative of the British? Well, not necessarily. We're talking about Glasgow. How representative is Glasgow of Britain? And there are lots of other studies of that kind. But what you have, again and again, is lots and lots of studies, all of which have their problems, all of which have their flaws, the representative of which can, this of which can be questioned, which all seem to indicate the same thing. Now, if you put this together with 
um, other markers of intelligence, such as socio such as socioeconomic status, such as education level, such as salary, all of which correlate at something like 0.5 or whatever with IQ, then all of this comes together to create a rather convincing cumulative case that it is indeed so that there is a considerable difference in average IQ between Ashkenazi Jews, for example, in the United States uh, and the white population. And I think the most convincing evidence for this, actually, to, to back this up, comes from a paper called Evidence for Recent Polygenic Selection on Education, the Table and Intelligence Inferred from GWAS Hits by Davide Piffer. So what he looks at is alleles that are associated with extremely high educational attainment. And it's found that the correlation between group IQ and the prevalence of these alleles that are associated with extremely high educa educational attainment, i.e. the prevalence of alleles that are associated basically with intelligence, is about 0.8. So that means there's a very strong relationship between the two. And what does he find? That of the groups he looks at, the group that has the highest prevalence of these alleles is, <coughs> and they're American, by the way, is American Ashkenazi Jews. And on the basis of the prevalence of these alleles, he estimates that the average IQ of American Ashkenazi Jews is somewhere in the region of 110, which is quite close to what they were saying in Hernside and Murray, the National Knowledge Society of Youth, which was 112. In addition, there's a clear ordering to this, which is that you have uh, Northwest Europeans, they have a prevalence of these alleles associated with intelligence, then Finno-Ugric Europeans, that is to say Estonians, and then Finns have an even higher prevalence of these alleles associated with intelligence, which is consistent with evidence that I've looked at elsewhere, that Estonians and particularly Finns have the highest average IQ among Europeans. And then an even higher prevalence of these alleles is, associated, is, is found among East Asian people, which is consistent with evidence that the average IQ of East Asians is about 105, 106 for Northeast Asians. And then you have the Ashkenazi Jews with the highest of all, and it's consistent with 110. So it's what we actually have is a very convincing cumulative case that Ashkenazi Jews in the United States have higher average IQ than do uh, European uh, Europeans, um, and it's probably somewhere in the region of six to twelve points higher. Are you ready for the future of the West? <laughs>